continue our study, we've learned nine different deliverances or nine different exchanges that were made at the cross. We have learned the things that have transpired as the red heifer was uh, sacrificed and the blood was sprinkled seven times. Now we're going to look at some of the deliverances, some of the things that we have been freed from. Some of the things that we no longer have to be under the bondage to or slaves unto. These deliverance happened and are happening and will happen in the life of every individual that comes to Christ. The first one, Jesus came to deliver us from this present age. In Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for our sins. Notice, he willingly, freely gave up his life no man takes it away from him that he might deliver us from this present evil world this world is called the cosmos all the social orders that we live in the world is also uh, in the bible used as the word age you got two words for it and he has come to deliver us from this present age and in his condition that it's in it is not a good condition, it is a fallen condition. The Bible is very clear in calling the age that we live in and calling the world that we live in, not the planet, but the social cosmos uh, that we live in, it calls it evil, a present evil age. Even at this very time, evil continues to exist and evil continues to work its way in humanity he came to deliver us from this age and every age is different right now we live in a very technological age a space age we we live in a modern age we, we live in a very different age of when our forefathers in the 1800s 1700s 1600s uh, even in the in the in the early 11 and 1200s we have seen things change so much a lot of things may seem good and be for the betterment of humanity but there is a lot of evil present in this world so he gave himself for our sins that we might be be delivered from this present evil age remember present right now the present age when paul wrote this was back before 100 a.d the age when people have read this was in the 500 a.d the 1000 a.d the 1500 a.d now we're in the 21st century a.d and this is the present evil age that we live in according to the will of god and our Father. So, it is the will of God that we be delivered from this. Do not be like this age is. Do not be like this world is. Do not talk like them. Do not speak like them. Do not think like them. Do not act like them. Do not dress like them. You are different. The scripture says, be separate from them. I will walk in you. I will speak through you. We are a different people. We have been separated to God to be both pure and holy. We have been sanctified, separated unto 
Him. It is the will of God that we live free from this present evil age, delivered from it. So therefore, my brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed. Be renewed in the, in the mind. Be renewed by the transforming of your thinking and imagination patterns. Be renewed in this. And do not be conformed unto this world. Why? Because the thinking of this world is animosity. It's enmity against God. If you read the book of Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 5 onward, it speaks about the mind being at odds with God unless it is renewed. And it doesn't want to subject and submit itself to the will of God. Neither can indeed it do it apart. That's why I mentioned earlier the importance of having the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit Himself working and helping us walk this walk. It is a supernatural walk. It is a divine walk. It is a miraculous walk. And it requires the work of the Holy Spirit in your lives daily. Taking the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit in your mouth. Having your mind renewed from the things of this present evil age. And having your thoughts become the very thoughts that he thinks towards you. Taking the thoughts that he has towards you so that you do not be conformed to this world. And then the second thing he delivered us from, he has delivered us from the law. We are no longer under the bondage of the law to fulfill its requirements because they have already been met and fulfilled in their demands by Jesus Christ. Our obedience is to love one another, to love our God, and in this all the law is fulfilled. If you can love, then you can fulfill and walk in the righteousness that the law portrayed and gave. Then he came to deliver us from our very own selves. Believe me, our very own selves is not a very good thing. We need a transformation. So we find in Galatians, in chapter 20, in, verse, in chapter 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, Paul said. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh. So Paul talks about living his life out in the flesh. There is a life in him that is being lived out in his physical body. He says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And that is truly what the scripture says, that our walk is a spiritual walk. We walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So it is impossible to walk a life without faith and please God. We must walk in faith to please Him. And according to the book of Romans in chapter 14, and if it's not of faith, then it is sin. So this is why I mentioned it is important to understand this is a miraculous, supernatural, divine walk which requires the work of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis for each step that you take, a renewed mind, that our mind can be able to think His thoughts and speak His words. 
that our life can be changed and transformed into the image of Christ on a daily basis, being changed from glory to glory, from light to light, from strength to strength. In all of these things, you cannot do it by yourself. So Paul said, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and he gave himself for me. So that is important that we understand that it is only your body, but it is his life in that body. He wants to live out that life through your physical body to fulfill the divine will of God. The Bible says that all these precious promises have been given to us that we might be able to be partakers of the divine nature. They have been given to us. So the word of God becomes a supernatural spiritual food for the new man and for the renewed mind and for the renewed tongue and mouth. All of these things work together. And then he also, point number four, came to deliver us from the flesh because we cannot, see the flesh has to be put to death. The flesh is not tamed. The flesh is crucified. You can never get the flesh to obey you because it'll eventually revert back to being the flesh. That's why it is what it is. That's why a new body has to be given because we would still have the old habits and patterns of the flesh wanting to creep up. The flesh must die. The flesh must be buried and it must be transformed into an immortal body just like the master has. In Galatians 5.24 it says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Those that are, are you, do you belong to Christ? Is he your Lord and Savior? Have you repented of your sins? Have you turned? If so, then you are and belong to Christ. And if you are and belong to Christ, then there is a crucifying of the flesh, a taking up of your cross daily, a denying yourself and following him in obedience. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. There's affections and lust that the flesh has and they're mentioned in the book of Galatians in chapter 5, starting in verse 19. It outlines an entire series of these are the works of the flesh. These are the lusts that it has. And it just mentions an entire series. Then he has delivered us also from the world. In John 16, verse 33, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome it already. And in the book of Revelation, in chapter 2 and chapter 3, seven times, once to each of the churches, they are told that they need to overcome. Blessed is he that is an overcomer and that overcometh in these things. And in the book of Romans in chapter 8, the scripture goes on to say that we are more than conquerors. We're more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. And the world representing Egypt, like when Moses brought them out, it represents that 
line of order under which Satan still has the influence and control over the cosmos of this world and the things that are in it. That's why the scripture says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. For any man that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For the lust of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all of these things are of the world. They're all of this world. And we're not to be entangled with it. We use them. But don't let them use you. So we have been delivered. We have been made free from the world. And then the scripture goes on to say in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. When it comes to Satan himself or the devil. It says this is point number 6. You are of God little children and you have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you. Did you hear that? Greater, there's somebody in you. There is somebody in you. That somebody is Jesus. Living in your heart by his word and by his spirit. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the cosmos. Speaking of the devil. Speaking of the spirit of the Antichrist. Speaking of everything that the enemy has. And everything that he would bring up against our lives. Paul did not glory in the world. It says in Galatians 6.14. But God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. And then the scripture says in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him who the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, the continual affirmation and agreement of what God's word has done in their lives. And they loved not their lives unto death. Then it says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 13, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have known the, you have overcome the wicked one. And I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. And then in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So this, the, these are the things that have been accomplished by our, our Lord for us. He has delivered us from this present age. He has delivered us from the law. He has delivered us from self. He has delivered us from the flesh. He has delivered us from the world. He has delivered us from the devil himself. He has also delivered us from sin. In Romans 6.14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. And in the book of 1 Thessalonians 1.10, He has delivered us from the wrath that is to come. And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He has raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us. Notice, it is an accomplishment. That means it has already been done for us. Has delivered us from the wrath to come. 
there is a judgment coming to this world. There is a judgment coming to the dead that die without Christ. And there will be a punishment. There will be a wrath. But we have been spared the moment that we accept and receive Jesus as our personal Savior into our lives. And then, of course, we've talked about the sacrifices, the whole burnt offerings the meat offerings, the sin offerings, the trespass offerings, and the peace offerings. Each one of these accomplishing a certain shadow and type that is found in the New Testament, Jesus fulfilling it all. So the red heifer offering was a special offering. It was not included in the book of Leviticus, but it is rich in symbolism and shadows. So these are things to consider as we look at them as we continue in our study.